Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. Wassalatu wassalam ala Rasulillah. Nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Wa man tamasika bi sunnatihi ila yawmiddin. Thumma amma ba'd. Alhamdulillah ala ni'matil islami wa sunnah. All praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah. We continue going over some important lessons or reflections, rather we should say, on important matters in light of the Quran and the Sunnah. And we are still dealing with the ten traits of good character, of good behavior. We have reached the ninth trait of good character, the ninth trait of good behavior. The author, the Mu'allif, rahimahullahu ta'ala, he mentions, he says, At-Tasi' ninthly, A'atu tariq haqqahu is that you have to give the roadways their rights. You have to give unto the roadways their rights. فَغَضَّ بَصَرَ so lower your gaze. وَكُفَ And keep your harm away from others. وَرَدُّ السَّلَامِ وَرُدَّ السَّلَامِ And return the greetings. Return the salam. وَأْمُرْ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ And command with good. وَنْهَا عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ And forbid evil. The author he mentions he says with Dakar Musannif the Sharih yani he mentions he says Dakar Musannif Wafakuhullah Al Adab al Tasir Min al Adab al Ashara Wahu Yatalaku Bil Adab al Tariq. He said that the author he mentions the ninth trait of good behavior, the ninth characteristic and trait of good behavior, and it is that from the ten traits of good behavior, it is that which is linked to the roadways, that which is linked to the roadways, to the street, yani, so on and so forth, right? What is the proper etiquette, what is the proper way of behaving when one, they are in uh, the streets, when they are upon the road? The author, he says, وَفِيهِ خَمْسُ And in this we have five different affairs we have five different issues that are linked to this particular issue and this particular point the first of them the first of them is in his statement and give the road its right and give the road its right he said, and this is the foundation in which it encompasses, it encompasses yani, the whole of this particular etiquette. It is very concise, this statement, and there comes under it many things that are related to it. And it encompasses that which is mentioned after it and other than that from that which has not been mentioned so in giving the road its right then that which is mentioned after it it enters into giving of the road its right and also other things that were not mentioned also enter 
under the umbrella of giving the road its rights. And giving the road its right, or what are the rights of the roads? And it is that which has been authentically confirmed. It is that which has been authentically confirmed. And it is that in which the human beings, they have made binding as relates to the proper etiquette or as relates to the proper way that one should carry themselves inside of the, inside of the street. Naam. The proper way that one should carry themselves inside of the street. And the way in which we will know what are the etiquette or what is the etiquette of being in the street. Dalilu shari is from the legislative proofs and evidences. Naam, the legislative proofs and evidences. This is one way that we will know and will be able to determine um, that proper etiquette. And also, and also from the the cultural traditions that are observed from the cultural traditions that are observed so just like yani in um in general edip in general it is that which we will know by way of the text and by way of the tradition and of course as always the tradition that does not contradict the text that which does not go against yani the book and the sunnah what does it mean to have the proper etiquette and the proper mannerisms while in the road or on the pathways and the like? Then we have to give it its rights. Meaning that we have to establish the rights of the roadways. We have to establish the right of the street. Meaning that when we are out in public and we are on the sidewalk and the like, or in the road or whatever the case may be, we have to behave in the appropriate manner. And we have to establish those rights that have to be established in that situation. فَمَا ثَبَتَ أَنَّهُ مِنْ حَقِّ الشَّرْعِ so it is that which has been affirmed that this that these are the rights of the roadways that this is the proper etiquette when one is in the streets or one is on the pathways and the like then it is that which has been affirmed in the legislation and that which has been affirmed in the tradition and it is a must that we um abide by them and that we establish these rights also that which will enter into the proper etiquette as relates to the streets are those rules and regulations that have been officially come down from the government as relates to what is proper and what is improper as relates to one's conduct inside of the street uh, and this will of course different from place to place from state to state from region to region so on and so forth but that which has come as as yani uh, civil orders as relates to um how one should behave or conduct themselves inside of the street, then also these things are to be observed. Also, these things, yani, they are uh, likewise to be observed, right? So, for example, if there is an ordinance from the local jurisdiction 
as relates to the mannerisms that people will cross the street, for example, right? Um, then we have to abide by those rules as relates to crossing the street because yani, those who are responsible for the likes of these things and for the likes of the flow of traffic, you know, so on and so forth, they have put much, um, you know, uh, thoughts and insight into setting up these rules because they are linked to public safety, right? It is like the speed limits and so on and so forth. All of these things, they have been set up by those who are responsible for setting up the likes of these things to, so as to maintain public safety. So we have to abide by these rules. We have to abide by the likes of these rules. Um, and, 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 and this is what will come and enter into that which comes either from tradition or that which the people they have agreed upon as relates to the ordinances and the rules that are related to the street and traffic inside of the street, crossing the street, so on and so forth, right? We have to abide by the likes of these rules. فَإِنَّهَا مِنْ جُمْلَةِ الْمَثَبَتَ لِلْطَرِيقِ وَلَزِمَ السَّارِكِينَ لَهُ بِالطَّرِيقِ الْعُرْفِ Because this is from that which, again, as aforementioned, that which is firmly established from the etiquettes of how those who are in the street, the transient ones inside of the streets, those passerbys and so on and so forth, the etiquette and the rules and regulations that they are to in, uh, employ, um, that we understand and we know about them by way of the tradition, by way of the urf, culturally, right? That which has been accepted by the people, that which is accepted, by the people so therefore the slave he must abide by them they must establish them the servant of Allah then they must establish them and they must abide by them because to act in a manner which is contrary as relates to this um, especially if it will cause any type of public disturbance or it will cause any type of uh, chaos or rancor so on and so forth then for a Muslim to embark upon the likes of these things and this Beyond a shadow of a doubt would be from bad behavior, from bad manners. This would be setting forth a bad example. This would be opening up the door for ridicule, for, for Islam and for the Muslims, so on and so forth. So we have to yeah, need to keep this all of this in mind uh, when it comes to the likes of these things. Is that we never want to put ourselves in a situation where, where we make the Muslims look bad due to our bad and reckless behavior. So we are to act in a very good, a very... Uh, any upstanding uh, way in every situation in every situation even when it comes to walking down the street even when it comes to standing in front of one's building even when it comes to standing in front of one's porch right for those areas where the houses they open up straight into you know, the general path of the people, so on and so forth, like in the major major cities, inner cities, uh, so on and so forth, where you come out your door straight onto the sidewalk, right? So even though, yes, we're standing in front of our house, right? We're standing in front of our apartment, standing in front of our building, or whatever the cases may be, we have to abide by the rules and regulations of Islam as relates to being in that situation, as relates to standing in the street, Right, as it relates to standing in the street. Uh, so those rules and regulations of Islam and those rules and regulations um, that are the local ordinances as it relates to the streets uh, and the like. Especially, the Shaykh, he mentions, he says, وَيَعْظُمُ هَذَا إِذَا تَعَلَّقَ بِحِفْظِ الْحَقِّ غَيْرِهِ 
he says, and this becomes even more exacerbated or even more vital, even more serious, for lack of a better term, and or translation, when it is that which is linked to the rights of others. So, of course, now we have to establish the rules and regulations, the proper etiquette when being in the street, but even more so when those rules and those etiquettes are linked to the rights of others. So we're not supposed to do anything inside of the street that will infringe upon or that will inconvenience someone else. So those things, those rules and regulations that are set up so as to keep order, so as to keep harmony, so as to keep yani, the flow of traffic moving good and not to impede upon anyone and the like, these rules have to be observed and even more so have to be observed because any infringement as relates to them, then this will result in a direct infringement of the rights of someone else or the harming of someone else, as we will come later on to see, which is from the rules and regulations of the road and being in the street and standing in the street, is that we don't cause anyone else harm. We don't harm anyone. We don't inconvenience anyone, so on and so forth. Damn. The second affair that is linked to the affairs and the proper etiquette of being inside of the street, then this is the affair of lowering one's gaze. Naam, so the Shaykh he mentions, he says, and lower your gaze. Naam, lower your gaze. And this is, of course, we know legislated. This is from the deen, that we have to lower our gaze. We have to lower our gaze. Naam. The Shaykh mentions البصر فيه, when we're in the street we lower our gaze. What this means by lowering our gaze is that when we're in the streets, we're supposed to keep our gaze literally lowered, right? And we are to withhold our gaze, meaning from looking at things that are not appropriate, for looking at things that we should not be looking at. And we have to make sure that we don't allow our gaze to be reckless. That we don't allow our gaze to be reckless. The Shaykh he mentions, he says, And from the, from the etiquette of the roadways and the mannerisms, when one is standing in the street, is that, And يَمْنَةً وَيَسْرَةً فَإِنَّ هَذَا فِعْلٌ مَذْمُومٌ Is that when we are in the streets, when we are in the roadways and so on and so forth, then we are to withhold our gaze. We are to lower our gaze. We are to withhold our gaze and we are not to be of such that we allow our gaze to wander all over the place. Looking to the right, looking to the left, so on and so forth. Every every car passing by, we're looking inside of it, we're looking all over the place, you know, uh, so on and so forth. Because verily, this is a characteristic that typically is, is blameworthy. This is a characteristic that typically it is blameworthy. So we should make sure that when we are in this type of situation, that we do not allow our gaze to look all over the place. Now, a person may ask and a person may say, well, isn't it as such that we should be vigilant when we are out? Shouldn't we be vigilant 
and be aware of our surroundings and so on and so forth. And of course, the situation is yes. So I don't want anyone to understand that you should yani, go in a haphazard way and throw caution to the wind and so on and so forth. If you're in those type of neighborhoods, if you're in those type of areas that require this heightened level of vigilance due to potential harm that may reach you from the occupants of said area, then of course you are to be vigilant. So in walking to your car, you should take notice to who is lurking. You should take notice to who is moving in a suspicious manner and so on and so forth. So as to be on your guard. No, no one is arguing this point. However, the issue is here now. We're talking about the proper etiquette when you are standing in the street, when you are hanging in the street, so on and so forth. When you are loitering inside of the street, we're talking about this, 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 this edab, right? So if you have to be on heightened guard, then these are not the streets you should be hanging out in. These are not the streets you should be just standing around in for no reason. These are not the streets that you just want to stand there and have conversations with each other if you have to be on heightened guard because harm potentially may come to you. In those type of situations, don't be out on the street. In those type of situations, don't hang out on those corners. Don't hang out in front of that bodega. Don't hang out in front of that corner store. Don't hang out in front of my man's in them stoop. No. Why? Because you're in a situation that is not safe. If it requires that level of vigilance, then this means that you're in a situation that is not safe. In this situation, it is not appropriate that you hang out in that type of situation. But rather, go inside the house. Go into the community center. Yeah, so on and so forth, right? Go to the Islamic center. Be there. Hang out there. Hang out in the courtyards of the Islamic Center. And so on and so forth. Don't hang out in the streets. Especially if you're in a situation that may potentially bring harm to you. Or if you're in a situation that is surrounded by people who are engaged in haram things. Then remove yourself from the likes of that situation. Remove yourself from the likes of that situation. The situation that you should be in when you're in the streets and you can just stand around in front of the stoop. Or in situations where you could lower your gaze without of any threat of harm coming to you right does that make sense does that make sense anything outside of that if you're in a situation where lowering your gaze could be physically unsafe remove yourself in a situation you shouldn't be standing outside anyway you shouldn't be hanging out out there anyway if you're in a situation where the people they are playing music the there's, there's mixing of the sexes um you know the uh the men and the women they are not dressed properly Right, they dress in a provocative manner and so on and so forth, and they're doing haram things, ingesting haram substances, and smoking haram things and the like. Then you shouldn't be in that situation to begin with as a Muslim. Get out of there. Don't don't come and say no. But we got rules and regulations how to be in the street. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit here in this block party and I'm gonna, you know and I'm gonna apply these rules. No, get away from there. You shouldn't be out there. You shouldn't be in that in that environment to begin with. Okay, so we're not talking about those type of environments which you shouldn't be there to begin with. We're talking about those type of environments where it is safe for you to apply the Islamic rules, those type of environments where uh, you should be. Lowering up the gaze is something that the Salaf, they, they, they used to take very seriously. That uh, in our time, we, we don't take seriously, unfortunately. Right? Um, their level of taqwa, their level of uh, following the religion was of such that Imam Ibn Qudama, he mentions, uh, the Shaykh he, he mentions here, he says that uh, Imam Ibn Qudama, he mentions, that a man entered upon Dawood, 
فقال and he said unto him فإن في سقفك فإن في سقفك أو أو عفوا فإن في سقف بيتك يعني جذعا قد انكسر he said that verily in 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 the in the roof of your house you have a plank that is about to break like you have a portion of the roof of your house that's about to break right to the roof يعني فقال يا ابن أخي so he said oh my cousin that's what that means oh the son of my brother I mean, he said oh 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 my cousin إني في هذا البيت منذ عشرين سنة he said I've been in this house for twenty years وما نظرت إلى السقف he said and I never looked up at the roof I've been in this house for twenty years and I never looked up at the roof this was to the extent that he used to lower his gaze this was to the extent that he was that he used to lower his gaze so much so that he never looked up at his roof وقال ابن قدامة and Imam Al-Qudama, he mentions, and I want you to reflect upon this, right? I want you to reflect upon this, what he's about to say. He said, He said, and they used to hate excessively looking like they used to hate excessively speaking. They used to hate excessively looking around like they used to hate excessively speaking. Right, and um, that's just something to reflect on. That's just something that we should look at ourselves and really um, examine ourselves and our character and who we are as people, and then to try to become better and to try to, yeah, and he puts some of these things in, in uh, into practice. Now, the Sheikh he mentions, Sheikh Saleh al Rasami, he mentions that what is meant by this, he says, meaning that they used to hate that which went above what was necessary, right? That they used to hate that which went above that was necessary, and another from looking. Just like they used to hate يعني, having to speak and say more than what was needed to be said. Because this is from those causes and those reasons that will destroy the heart. From those things that will destroy the heart. From those reasons that will destroy the heart and bring sickness and, 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 and disease to an individual's heart. Then it is from those paths, it is from those pathways by way in which reach the heart. From them being the eyes. From them being the eyes. What a person looks at is going to have an effect upon their heart. Do you understand? So, in order to maintain and to preserve an individual's heart, then we have to maintain those pathways that will eventually reach the heart. That's like, for example, if I were to say unto you, preserve your stomach, right? So, from the ways in which you will preserve your stomach is that you will watch what you put in your mouth. You'll watch what you eat. Because what you eat, it'll make it to your stomach. Okay? But... If a person is suffering from ulcers and things of this nature, then they, then they know certain things that they put in their mouth is, are going to flare up that situation. They're going to be yeah, any, um, inconvenience for them because it is going to cause them pain in their stomach. So therefore, what? They watch what they put in their mouth. Likewise, you have to watch what you look at because what you look at, it will have an effect upon your heart. And if you look at things which bring disease to the heart, then that's going to be the way that disease reaches your heart. So therefore, the Salaf, they used to hate yani, excessively looking like they used to hate excessively speaking. So the point is, is that we have to 
know ourselves and be honest with ourselves. Now, we have certain individuals who they're, they're always on heightened alert. That's just who they are as individuals, right? Be it because of the way they were raised or whatever the cases may be from exterior factors. But the reality is that they're individuals who when they're someplace, they're always on heightened alert as if they're about to be attacked. That's who they are, okay? So now, are we telling to this person that, okay, you have to change who you are as an individual. You have to change yourself as an individual. You change yourself as much as you possibly can. But more so what we will say to an individual like this is that what? Don't put yourselves in the likely situations. If you know that you're that type of individual that whenever you're anywhere, you got to always look around. You're looking at this, looking at that, up, so on and so forth. So then what's the, so then what's the solution for you as an individual? Don't hang out in the streets. Don't hang out on the corner. Don't hang out on the stoop. Don't hang out in front of the bodega, you know, stay inside, go elsewhere, be in the masjid, right? So on and so forth, okay? This is so as to what? So as to save yourself from what, yani, will enter into the heart. Especially in the lands of the kuffar, especially in the lands of the kuffar, yani, um, it is not advised to be out of your house. More do you have to anyway, yeah? more do you have to anyway, and especially right now during these times with the COVID-19, and so on and so forth, then it's not advised for you to be out unnecessarily any way. But if you have to be out for whatever reason, then you have to give the road its rights. And from those rights is that you have to lower your gaze. Thirdly, from the rights of the road is that what? Could be seen inside of the statements of the author, وَكُفَّ الْأَذَى And withhold your and withhold harm. Withhold harm. Right? And what is الْأَذَى? The Shaykh he mentions, he says, Al-Adha huwa isalu ma yukrah. Al-Adha, it is that something that you don't like or that something that is disliked will reach an individual, right? فَمَنْ أَوْصَلَ إِلَىٰ أَحَدٍ شَيْئًا يَكْرَهُهُ فَقَدْ أَذَاهُ So whoever does something to a person and by way of their action, their reaches to that individual, that which that individual does not like, then verily they have harmed that person. So keeping the harm away from a person is that you keep away anything that may harm them from reaching them, whether that be physically, whether that be because yani, you said something verbally to them, so on and so forth. You keep harm away from people, right? And from this and uh, from the adab of being inside of the, the roadways is that we don't litter. You don't litter. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he mentioned that Iman, and he uh, is, you know, 70 some odd branches. That the, يعني, to the end of the hadith, that Iman um, is 70 some odd branches. The highest of it is the statement of La ilaha illallah, and the lowest of it is uh, to remove something harmful from the street. So if it is from Iman to remove something harmful from the street, then we know it is from Iman not to place anything harmful. In the street, you know, and the opposite is also understood simultaneously. So, from Iman, if we see something harmful in the street, we 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 remove it, right? So, likewise, from Iman, we don't put anything harmful inside of the street. Why? Because it's not permissible. Okay, but and if we put something harmful in the street, then that would what that would potentially be a harm that will reach others. That will potentially be a harm that will reach others. Somebody may get hurt. Somebody may slip. Somebody may trip over yani, something in the street. They, yani, somebody's tire may become punctured. 
because of there being nails or you know whatever the case is in the street so if we see the likes of these things then we remove these things so that others don't get harmed so then likewise we don't put any of these things in there so we don't break glass bottles and then leave the shards of glass there on the street for someone to be harmed so on and so forth we don't yeah any you know to the end of it yeah any of those things that can hurt some people for that are in the street we don't behave in any type of way that would bring any type of harm to anyone in the street so then likewise when it comes to uh potentially harassing people yani you know uh verbally abusing them as they walk by making fun of them so on and so forth right we don't do any of these type of things we don't say anything disrespectful to individuals in the street we don't poke fun at people we don't stand around in front of the bodega and just make fun of everybody that passed by you know their outfit their body weight whatever the case is we don't do that this is not permissible it's not permissible to harm people. It's not permissible to let yani, uh, uh, your harm reach others. Okay? Just because you're having a bad day, you don't go outside and take it out on someone else because you're having a bad day because you're upset. Okay? That's not permissible. That is not from good behavior. That is not from the mannerisms of the believers. But rather, we have to keep our harm away from others. And keeping your harm away from others, right? The Sheikh, he says, a mani is that we have to withhold it and we have to keep it back is that sometimes you have to alter how you move sometimes you have to alter how you move and if you know that you're in such a bad disposition that the slightest provocation you may say something disrespectful to someone and so on and so on and so forth then what does that mean that means you get out the street go home go inside get off the stoop right Go inside the apartment, go inside the building, don't hang out in the lobby, so on and so forth. Why? Because you're, you're just not in the right mindset right now to um, maintain your manners. So, sometimes we have to look at it from this standpoint and we have to maintain our manners. So, the Sheikh says, So, an individual, he is ordered to keep his harm away from others. Amen. That he withholds it from reaching others. So you do not expose anyone inside of the street to any harm. You don't harm them. You don't yani, do anything harmful uh, to, to, to the other individuals who are out about walking in the streets and the like. Just reflecting. Over the likes of this now, I want you to just think about this for a second. Reflecting over the likes of the proper manners of being in the streets. Not doing anything that will cause an inconvenience to others. Not doing anything that will be harmful to others. Lowering of the gaze, so on and so forth, right? Lowering of the gaze, right? Uh, and the like. How could any of that be established during a protest? I'm just, just fool for thought. How can any of that be established during a protest? But rather, and, and whether that's whether the people say peaceful protest, non-peaceful protest, so on and so forth, regardless of whatever you want to call it. How can any of that truly be established in a protest? 
But whereas a protest is designed to cause inconvenience, it's designed to cause inconvenience so, so that you so that you may get whatever point across across that you're trying to get across. Right? That's the whole purpose of it, to cause disruption. Whereas as Muslims, our deen is not a deen of disruption. Our deen is not a deen that will cause inconvenience to others. Our deen is not a deen that will cause harm to others. Right? Causing harm to others is causing harm to others. If you impede someone from getting home, right, that that, that can be potentially harmful. That can be potentially harmful to that person. That person suffers from a stomach ailment and they go to the bathroom regularly, so on and so forth, but now their average commute, which was 20 minutes, now becomes two hours because of some protests, you have caused harm to that individual. You have caused harm to that individual. And then likewise, too, food for thought, when it comes to you know, people saying peaceful protests and so on and so forth, you have to keep in mind when it comes to protests is that you don't have control over all of the variables and all of the players and the agents as relates to protests. Keep in mind that people, they admit and they acknowledge that there are certain provocateurs and uh, that come out to protest just to cause problems and to cause disruption and so on and so forth. If you open up the door for the likes of these individuals to come out and to do what they do, then how can you say and how can you guarantee that the protest is peaceful? The reality of it is, is that none of that is in your hands. None of that is in the hands of the, any of these organizers or so on and so forth. None of that is in your hands. And... It is not also in your hands how your protest will be responded to, right? So when you say peaceful, peaceful on whose behalf? Peaceful in general or just peaceful as it relates to you? Because in the deen is that what? Is that we don't do anything that could potentially cause harm to others or bring harm to others, um, right? And the like. So for example, and this is just an example and I want you to reflect on not don't think too deep into it as it relates to who is being represented by what and the like. But just so you understand that if I do something, if I do something that results in harm coming unto you, right, then I have inadvertently harmed you. I've harmed you by proxy. That's like if me and you, right, were um, in, in close proximity to one another, right, and I agitated a dog. I agitated a dog, right, through dirt at him, you know, whatever the case is. I agitated the dog. And then... I open up the gate and let him and let him out. After he's all agitated, now he wants to bite something. He wants to bite me so bad because I've been poking him with the stick and, you know, whatever the case is, doing haram stuff. Because all that stuff is haram. Doing haram stuff to the dog and so on and so forth. And now the dog is mad. Then I open the gate and the dog come out and it bites you. Who fault is that? That's my fault. That's the dog fault. I share in that. I share in the blame because I'm the one that agitated the dog. Okay, so if you're in a situation now and because you're out there and you're protesting and so on and so forth, then whoever the powers that be, they come out and they're very heavy handed and now people get hurt that was out there with you. Whose fault is that? Right? That goes back to those organizers. That goes back to those organizers, right? And those who have done what they have done, then they share in the blame. But the point is, is that you also will share in the blame. And... If you shared in the blame of somebody getting hurt, then how is that applying this and not harming others or doing things that will bring harm to others? And that is whether directly or indirectly, right? The Prophet said, there is no harm, nor reciprocation of harm. There is no harm, nor reciprocation of harm. So how was that hadith applied in, likes of a, in, in, in light of a protest? How was that hadith applied in a protest? This is just food for thought. It's just food for thought. Right? Anyway, um, fourthly, the fourth issue 
is inside of the statement of the Shaykh, Warud salam and return the salam, eh? Ejib al Muslim, Alika, Ida Alqa Alika salam, Waradu salam, Kamatu Kaddam, Wajibun Ejma'an, Wanakalahu, Yani Ibn Abdul Bar, Wahiru. Is that if you're in the street, then you have to return the salam. If someone gives salams to you, right, then you have to return the salam. Because the returning of the salam, it is wajib. It is wajib to return the salam. Um, as uh, Ibn Abdul Bar and others have mentioned, that there is ijma' that it is, it is consensus, that it is wajib to return the salam. Naam. But... Uh, as as yani has already as has already passed yani we uh, the first yani we had already uh, discussion on the the mannerisms of giving the salam the mannerisms of giving the salam or the proper etiquette of giving the salam so inshallah ta'ala we'll refer back to that aforementioned class in any event if you're in the street and someone gives you salam you got to return the salam now how unfortunate is this yani that we find this uh, missing from the Act, the actions of the Muslims. A lot of Muslims have a lot of bad behavior. Yani. It's a lot of basic things, uh, basic characteristics and etiquettes in which they are, you know, not implementing. This is a problem. But how many times you you be in the street, right, walking down the street, and you see a Muslim and you give and you give them salam, and they look back at you like you were alien. They look back at you like who you talking to. They look back at you like you know what I mean. Like Allah Mustaan. Allah understand. And needless to say, they don't return your salam. They just keep walking like whatever. You know, this is not right. This is not correct. This is not from the proper Islamic uh, behavior. Whatever may fuel the likes of the lack of response or those things that fuel the like of, of, of those responses, uh, the lack of those responses, you know, um, ignorance is at, the, is at the heart of it. You know, whatever other motivating, motivating factors may be there, you know, uh, and, and the like. But it it, it, it it stems from individuals being ignorant, it stems from individuals having bad behavior, it stems from individuals not having manners, not having manners. Now I'm so shame on them and and, and, and if you were ever in type of this situation and someone gave you salam, you look them in their face and you ain't giving back salam, then shame on you too. The it is wajib to return the salam. If someone gives you salam, it's wajib to return the salam. If you were a group of individuals and someone gives you salam and somebody from the group return the salam, then khalas, then, then the obligation has been fulfilled. But if you're in a situation, you by yourself, you're walking in the, in the supermarket and a Muslim gives you salam and you don't return back the salam, shame on you. You have bad manners. You have bad manners. Shame on you. What a horrible thing. Return the salam to your brothers, right? Because as a, as mentioned in the four, uh, yeah, as mentioned in other classes or previous classes in this series, is that those things that will lead to enmity amongst the Muslims and they are blocked off, right? Those things, those that will uh, erode the brotherhood, then they are shut down. They are shut down. And from those things that will erode the brotherhood and cause enmity and yani, uh, turn the hearts away from one another and so on and so forth is giving a Muslim salam and they don't return your salam. They look you in your face and they don't return your salam. That will cause problems. That will cause enmity. That will result yani, naturally in that you don't like that brother. You don't like, you know, if your sister does that to another sister, you don't like that sister. She won't look at you in your face and not return your salam. Like, you know, you know what I mean? These things are not permissible. Uh, and also, 
These things are harmful. If someone gives you salam, you don't return a salam. You don't think you hurt their feelings. Don't don't harm others. Keep your harm away from others. Also, fifthly, is that when we're in the streets, we have to and uh, call to good and forbid the evil, as seen in the statement of the author where he mentions where he says, "Wa mur bil ma'roof, and command with good and forbid from evil. Command with good and forbid from evil. Naam a ta'muru bil ma'roof that you command others with good. By encouraging them to do good, and that you forbid evil by um, dissuading people from it, by dissuading people from it and uh, discouraging them, discouraging them from doing the evil. So, if you're in the street, right, if you got to be in the street and you're in the street, then you have to call the good and forbid evil. If you're in the street, you have to call the good and forbid evil. You understand? And this is something that is of, of, of tremendous importance, right? And this is something the Muslims, they have to remember. Is that we are a nation who calls the good and forbid evil. We are a nation who calls the good and forbid evil. Now, us calling to good and forbidding evil doesn't mean that we see ourselves as being the most righteous individuals. I mean, as a, from an individual level. So if me as an individual, if I... Yeah, and remind you of something that is good. That doesn't mean that I'm I'm saying that I'm I'm so righteous and I'm so holy and so on and so forth, right? I'm calling you to good because we're commanded to call each other to good. And invite one another, encourage one another with good. We're commanded to do that. So if I encourage you to do good, it's not because I think I'm so righteous, it's because I'm I'm fulfilling the commandment that my Lord has put on for me to call you to do good. Likewise. If I forbid you from evil, that doesn't mean I deem myself as I don't make sense. All the children of Adam, they make sense. That just means that what? That I'm fulfilling yani, the command of my Lord where he commanded that I yani, warn from uh, from evil. Now, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, مَنْ رَأَ مِنْكُمْ مُنْكَرًا فَيُغَيِّرُهُ بِيَدِهِ فَإِنْ لَمْ يَسْتَطِيعْ فَبِلِّسَانِهِ فَإِنْ لَمْ يَسْتَطِيعْ فَبِقَلْبِهِ that whoever from amongst you see an evil then change it with your hands if you're in a situation of authority of power you can change the evil with your hand change it with your hand right like for example if an evil happens in your house you are an authority figure in your house if someone does some evil in your house you can take you change it with your hand if a if a non-believing family member for example comes into your home and they have alcohol then you can tell them you have to leave with this. You can't can't come in my house with that. If if they if they say no, nah, no, nah, they put the alcohol down. You can take the alcohol. And you can remove it, right? Because you have the authority. It's your house. You have the authority. Okay. So for the father with the children, the mother, the children, you have authority. You change it with your hands. If you don't have the ability, you're in the street. Something evil, you can't change it with your hands. Then you say something. You say something. Then you change it with your mouth. You say something. Uh, of course, all of this is where you have the ability, where it's not going to cause a greater harm, where it's not going to lead to a greater calamity or travesty, so on and so forth. Now, if it's in a situation where it might lead to a greater harm, it might lead to someone physically being hurt, accosted, and so on and so forth, then at that case, then, then what do you do? You hate it in your heart. You hate it in your heart. Now, hating it in your heart, this is on every situation. If you could change it with your hand, you still hate it in your heart. If you could change it with your tongue, you still hate it in your heart. The Prophet said, 
uh, to the end of the hadith. Whoever amongst you sees the evil and change it with his hands to the end of the hadith. So this so so forbidding evil is what? Is fulfilling the command of Allah's Messenger. So because I forbid you from an evil, then you can't come to me and tell me, mind my business, I'm not supposed to say nothing to you. Because yani, you act like you, you don't do no sin. No, who said I ain't do no sin? I never said I ain't do no sin. But the sin that I do has nothing to do with the sin that I see you right now doing. Right? And then individuals they have been so influenced by the culture of the kuffar. They have been so influenced by the culture of the kuffar that they hit you with kafir slogans. Only God can judge me. Huh? That's, the, that's what the kuffar say. You understand? So they come to you and they'll say, yeah, you can't say nothing to me. Only Allah can judge me. I mean, of course, of course, only Allah Ta'ala can judge you. Only Allah Ta'ala knows what's in your heart. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he has not made it binding upon me to look in your heart. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded me to call the good and to forbid evil based upon what? On what I see, based upon what is apparent, based upon the vahir. If you come out and you're sinning openly, then I can talk about that. I'm not talking about what's in your heart. I'm not talking about yani, you know, your motivations or your intentions. And I'm not I'm against all that. I'm talking about what I see. And what I see is incorrect. What I see is wrong. So I'm going to talk about that. This is not a scathing indictment upon you as an individual. No, I'm talking about this thing that you're doing right here that's clearly wrong. I can talk about that because I see it. So as opposed to getting mad at me for speaking to you about it, perhaps you should get mad at yourself for doing it. How about that? But it's like we don't understand. We want to put all of the blame on someone else. Put the blame on someone else. What are you talking about me eating cookies? You, you, you ate cookies before. Okay, what I got to do with you eating a cookie right now? What does that have to do with you eating a cookie right now? Just because I made a sin before, I'm not supposed to tell you not, 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 not to sin. You do a sin in front of us. I'm not supposed to tell you. Don't do that. That's a sin. I'm not supposed to be quiet. You know, the Christians, the Christians, they say they have a statement in, in their book. Right? You have a statement in their book, um, which is not a proof of evidence for us, that is claimed that it was said, let the one who has no sin amongst you be the one to cast the first stone. That's, that's what we are now? In order, in order to call you to, to good and forbid you for evil, I got to be sinless? In order to check you from something that's clearly wrong, I got I to gotta have no sin? That's what we on? We, we on the dean of the Nasara? We taking our proofs and evidences from what? From 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 their book? From their yeah, any distorted book? That's what we're doing. So why are the Muslims talking like this? As if they don't understand what Islam is. We are commanded to call to good and forbid evil. If you're doing evil in this public, then you're the one who has exposed yourself for others to correct you. So don't get mad at them, because they're doing what their Lord told them to do. Get mad at yourself for violating. You're the one who violating. And what adds insult to injury is that when you get checked for violating, you increasing your violations by coming with the likes of this stupidness. Who are you? You, you can't judge me, everyone. Yeah, subhanAllah. What you mean? Can't judge you. Yes, we judge people. We judge people based upon what is apparent. So whoever comes and say that we don't judge people is a liar. Yeah, we judge people. Yes, we judge you based upon what's apparent. Like you're supposed to judge me based upon what's apparent. That's it. You see me slipping, then you call me to account. I said something that was incorrect, then you refute that statement. Bring it to my attention. Let me know. I can refute it too. 
course we judge people. How how foolish for a person to say otherwise. Because of <laughs> how you, how you gonna how you gonna forbid the evil if you're not judging somebody based upon what they're doing because they did something wrong. So you have to make that judgment that what you're doing is wrong based upon what the kitab and the sunnah. Only Allah can judge me. Now Allah the one told us that this haram. So we call you to account. So anyway, this is food for thought. I digress. We have to call the good and we have to forbid the evil. The proof of this, of these of these five affairs that were mentioned by the author, it stems from the hadith of Abu Sa'id al Khudri that is collected by Al Bukhari Muslim. So a person come back and they say, Okay. You said that you have to lower your gaze, you have to give the road is right, you have to, you know, you gotta lower your gaze, you gotta keep keep harm away from the people, you gotta return the salams, you have to call the good, forbid the evil. Those are the five affairs. Person will come back and he say, Well, Met Delil, what's your proof of evidence for this? You said all this type of stuff, but what's your proof of evidence, brother? Met Delil, that's from the Dean. What's where's your proof? Okay. And Abi Sa'id al Khudri, Radiallahu Ta'ala anhu, and in Abi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Annahu Qal. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, beware of sitting in the pathways, beware of sitting in the streets, right, the roads, beware of sitting in the roadways, the streets, the pathways, whatever you call it, the sidewalk, whatever. So it was said unto the Prophet, so they said to the Prophet, Oh Messenger of Allah, but there's some situations that we have to do it. There's some situations where we have to gather in this manner. We speak about some affairs that are pertinent to our situations, adding to the end of it, so on and so forth, right? The, meaning sometimes we, 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 you know, we have no choice. Sometimes we have no choice. فَقَالَ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ the Prophet sallallahu he says, okay, so in the situation that you have no other choice, right? There is no other, um, there is no other way except to do that. Then you have to give the road its right. You have to give the road its right, right? And remember the author, he mentioned, he said, you got to get a road its right. And then he went on to mention these five things after it. So I had to explain what the rights are. So they said, oh, messenger of Allah, and what? Are the rights of the road? What's the right of the street? For calling Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, so the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said, "Rabbul Basar, to lower your gaze, man, to lower your gaze." Number one, wa kafful adha, and to keep your harm away from people, right? And to and to withhold your harm. That's number two. Wa raddu salam, and to return the salam, to return the greeting. That's number three. Wa'mur bil ma'roof and command with good. That's number four. Wanha afwan. Wanahyu anil munkar. Nam. Wal amru bil ma'roof. Wanahyu anil munkar. Command with good and the prohibiting of evil. The prohibiting of evil. Forbidding of evil, this is number five. It's number five. Hadith mutafiqun alayh. This is where the author extracted those five 
things in which he mentioned from this particular hadith. But as he mentioned, there are other yani, uh, um, etiquettes that are linked to the roadways that uh, are not mentioned in the five in which he mentioned, but are mentioned other places, so on and so forth. Now, for example, not littering as it comes in in the other hadith about not putting anything harmful, uh, about taking harmful things out of the road. All of these are from the rights of the, the roadways and so on and so forth. Now, it is incumbent as Muslims that we employ the mannerisms, the characteristics that are taught to us in the deen, from the book, and from the sunnah. And that we do not allow ourselves to be shaped, framed, and fashioned by the characteristics, the etiquettes of the non-Muslims and that in which they have come with based upon their disbelief. But rather that we utilize as our core the book and the sunnah for our character, for our behavior, for our mannerisms, so on and so forth. And then those cultural things that do not contradict the book and the sunnah, then they also must be employed. Yani, they also must be employed because all of this is from good character. All of this is what is linked to good character. Now, and our underlying methodology, our, it has to be based upon the proper aqidah. It has to be based upon the proper aqidah. So when it comes to, like, the, for example, the issue of calling the good and forbidden evil, and you got people coming, Muslims, coming with this foolishness, who are you to say something to me, and so on and so forth? What do you mean, who, who am I? I'm, because the Prophet said, Man, ra whoever from amongst you sees the evil, I saw evil, so I said something. What are you talking about? Who give you the right to say something? The Prophet said, where he said, whoever from amongst you sees the evil, then change it with his hand, if he can't, then change it with his mouth, with his tongue, and he can't hate it in his heart. So what are you talking about? You see what I'm saying? When you look at it from that standpoint, you realize how foolish people look. But when you see what they're building their false statements on, it's because they have been influenced by the methodology and the way of somebody else. And this is what is motivating them to formulate these beliefs and yani, this mentality in which that they have. And as Muslims, no. We have what suffices us inside of the book and the sunnah, all that other stuff. All them, yeah, we know we have what suffices us inside of the book and the sunnah. It is a must that we learn our proper etiquette and that we implement it, that we learn the proper manners and that we implement and employ those manners. That as Muslims, we are those who are always striving to have good manners, to have proper manners, to yani, do what is uh, good in the best way possible. This is a must if we want to. Uh, truly be successful, truly be good Muslims, then we have to do this. We have to concern ourselves with benefiting and learning so that we may implement and do. ta'ala. And then the author, he gets into the the tenth and the final um, trait of good character and of good behavior. Uh, but ta'ala, we will save that until the next class. فنكتفي بهذا القدر وصلى الله وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وجزاكم الله خيرا